It was at this moment that he knew. Damn, son, where'd you find this? So just do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! You are now listening to the world's most popular, inaccurate, and sometimes squirreled retelling of pop culture history. It's Podcast 42 on the Podfix Network. Do we have this written down? I have the papers in front of me. They're all in order. Did you see our new Funkos? Yeah. So many. Yeah. No. Do you know who they are? Can you find them? The one next to Coraline. Didn't you say that last week? We had the other mother last week, didn't we? Yeah, we did have the other mother last week, but I don't think it was in there. You had that exact conversation last week. Mm-hmm. The one next to Coraline, isn't? No, did we you always get said the that. Dude from Harry Potter. I can't think of his name. Oh yes, Hagrid. That would have been a new one. We've got him this week, but there's two more. Yeah, the, the- one next to Harley. No, he, he, she, whoever that is, was there. I know the little armchair looks new. Oh, did we get Gilderoy Lockhart this week, That too? was a surprise for you. Aw, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> you got the chair from uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yep. And there's one more. You got more cowbell. Yes. There's more cowbell. Next to uh, David S. Next Pumpkins. Next to David Pumpkins. David S. Pumpkins. He has a middle initial. Thank you for remembering now. the guy's name from Harry Potter, because I could not think of uh, his name. Oh, yeah. Like I zapped myself with that spell. I just forgot. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. Well, just like him. Kenneth is the actor's first name. That's all yeah. I can ever obliterate. Well, speaking of more cowbell, it's time for podcast forty-two. <laughs> I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Nicole Fasone. JL Trose. I'm Laura. And tonight we're going to talk about the TV show Friends. Yay! Oh, I thought we were just going to talk about our friends. Tonight we're going to talk about our friends. Yeah, I don't we're have done. any. Yeah, that's true. We all hate you. <laughs> Who is everyone? <laughs> it's not entirely true. I mean, I would have gotten that question right last week if I really liked him over when his birthday was. That's I true. And you, didn't, you didn't get it right. I'm glad you got it right, Laura. <laughs> Me too. I was almost in. I was going to cry. But before we get into friends, let's open up JL's beer cooler. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you think. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than the drink. It's cooler than the drink. Yeah. All right, what'd you bring this week? I brought from Sierra Nevada their spring seasonal, a brute IPA. Yay, it's IPA. An, it's an extra dry IPA. Yay. That sounds yay. so intriguing. Does that mean when you spill it, there'll be no puddle? Yes. <laughs> no. It's a brute IPA. It's a new take on IPA brewed for a bone dry champagne style finish with late hop additions that give the beer balanced bitterness and a bright pop of citrus flavor. They claim it's as intriguing as it is drinkable. I hope that's the case because it just sounded interesting to me when I bought it. Well, I'll tell you what, so far, I'm not gagging. I <laughs> Wow, I like it. <laughs> and for those that worry about alcohol, it's a 6.2 ABV. I haven't tried it yet still. I'm... It's actually not too bad. Yeah, but you like IPAs. No, but it's not really hoppy. Also, we'll those with editing software, you can snip out where it said, so far, I'm not gagging. And you can put that into your own little... 
something. You can sample it. Like a <laughs> porno. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, it's pop quiz time. <laughs> and so far, he's not gagging. <laughs> this pop quiz is called With Friends Like These, Who Needs Frenemies? Huh. Or Schwimmer Could Also Be the Title of an Olympian with a Lisp. <laughs> I thought that was the thing uh, Wayne and Garth did. What? Showing. No, it's oh. not showing. Oh, I thought that was Schwimmer. Schwimmer. No. Showing. Schwing. This is five general knowledge facts on friends in order of the easiest to the hardest. To test your knowledge, score one point for each correct answer. We have our pens and papers out. Yes. All right. I'm waiting for my pen to work. Do you need a new pen? No, no. I'm good right now. Okay. I'm good. I'm not planning on getting many rights, so it's okay. Question number one. In which city is Friends set? It's set in a city. There are friends in it. The show takes place there. Question number two. What's the name of the grumpy barista who works at the coffee shop? Little known fact. He's grumpy. <laughs> you just works, like you? He works in a coffee shop. <laughs> he's, he's grumpy like you? I could be I a barista. I always meet very nice baristas at Starbucks. He doesn't work at Starbucks. I know, but I like, would say where, but that could also be a question in the I know, quiz. So I know I can't. it could be that yes. one question that we could get right. Yeah, I'm not going to give you that answer. It, I don't need that answer. It's <laughs> Thank you. Not a question. So where does he work? Central Park. Central Park. Question number three: What is the name of the coffee shop? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just joking. What is the name of Phoebe's alter ego? Question number three. What is the name of Phoebe's alter ego? Okay. She has an she has an alter ego. Hint, it's not the name of her twin sister. That was one of my questions. Yes, I know. But this is the name of her alter ego. As soon as you tell me, I'm gonna know it. Hint, it's not Smelly Cat. Not Smelly Cat. Uh oh. Question number four. <laughs> yes. Smell Who was Chandler's TV magazine always addressed to? Say it again. Who was Chandler's TV magazine always addressed to? That is question number four. You got a magazine? It was always addressed to somebody? Not necessarily him. Someone didn't write down the answer. I'm not writing any answers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally Nicoling this this week. <laughs> But you know who else didn't write down the answer? Me. <laughs> and question number five. What, <laughs> hang, <laughs> what hangs on Monica's purple door? She's got a purple door. There's something that hangs on it. That's the hardest that, one. Yeah, I right? I really think like Chandler's magazine name should have been number five. Yeah, I think this should have been number three, and then three should be really? four. Really? You knew and what hang on uh, Monica's door? Yeah. Doesn't everybody? Unless he wrote down, like, the wrong answer. <laughs> All right. Pins, papers down. Question number one. In which city is friend set? Laura? New York. Jail? New York. Nicole? I said New York City slash Manhattan. Very specific. It's actually set. People don't know this. It's actually set in Chicago. It is not set in Chicago. Do you know how many times they showed the New York City skyline? Means don't nothing. you even. They, they film stuff in Vancouver and I know they it's other might places. film stuff in other places. Yeah, like but the show is set in yeah, New exactly. York City. It is New York City. Question number two. What's the name of the grumpy barista who works at the coffee shop? Nicole? Gunther. 
JL. Chris. <laughs> Laura. <laughs> I, also, I also wrote Gunther. <laughs> I, I thought you said you were going to also write Chris. <laughs> the answer is Gunther. She's in it to win it. <laughs> Says the one who goes, I'm not going to get any right. Question. No, I said it's not guaranteed I'm going to get them all No, right. I met her. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's it. That's all I have. Everything else is wrong. <laughs> well, you seem to know five. <laughs> Question number three. What is the name of Phoebe's alter ego? JL. Alexa. <laughs> Good guess. If Alexa was around the time this show was around, Laura. I couldn't remember the first name. I just remember something with phalange. No, that's what she had to get. Something. I remember Phoebe with phalanges. I don't know. Anyways, it's, a, it's an episode. Google it. <laughs> so your answer is, I don't know phalange. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, and I completely forgot that one. I said Princess Consuela. Like, I feel like she had that nickname at one point. Princess Consuela. I swear. <laughs> I swear. The answer is not, I don't know Phalange. It's Regina Phalange. But Regina Phalange. See, I was close. I knew Phalange was the last name. Yes. Very good. So smart. Okay. Question. This will be seamless in editing. Question number four. <laughs> what was Chandler's TV magazine? Who was Chandler's TV magazine always addressed to? Nicole. I said Marion Bing. JL. Tom Selleck. <laughs> That's uh, a least funny he, answer. At least he appeared on the show. He dated Monica. That's one thing I remember. Laura. George Clooney. <laughs> the answer is Mrs. Chandler Bong. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh. And then the answer sheet, I just wrote down Mrs. And I forgot to write down Chandler Bong. I wish you would wrote down <laughs> Mrs. Bong. That would have been even better. And question number five, the hardest of the hardest questions about friends there ever was. What hangs on Monica's purple door, Laura? A picture frame. What kind of picture frame? A gold one around the people. Mm. JL? Uh, Princess Leia bikini. Nicole? A yellow picture frame. The correct answer is Princess Leia bikini. No, it's not. Okay. It's actually a yellow picture frame. Gold, yellow, same difference. I'll give No, no, I'll no, no. That's a different shade. Ah, whatever. All right, Nicole, you get a full point for that. Laura, you get point ninety-eight of a point for that. Well, I didn't get write for down. Regina Falange. Yeah, I mean, I got Falange. I feel like that wins the whole thing. For that, you get uh, a half a point because her name was not I don't know Falange. <laughs> well, I just wrote down Falange. I didn't write down the I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, let's get into it. Start us off, Nicole. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Actually, I always forget. The sources this week are... Never mind. Yeah. <gasps> I didn't know that source. Yeah. You know what the sources are? The sources are VH1's Behind the Music, Biography.com, Wikipedia, and WeirdOwl.com. Oh, I have a feeling You have the same sheet from last week. (laughs) Yeah, it's the same sheet from last week. So, WeirdOwl.com did um, Friends. Oh, no, here it is. It's also the best of TV guide. I found it. Okay, so wait. Emmys.com, Wikipedia, and the Biography Channel. And the best of TV guide. And (laughs) WeirdOwl.com. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the Friends Are We fan club helped out. Normally, (laughs) I'm all prepared, but today I'm all flustered. (laughs) Well, good to know. 
The TV show Friends was created by David Crane. Why and are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I'm getting death stares. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. It was created by David Crane and Marta Kaufman and ran for 10 seasons from 1994 to 2004. The show starred Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc, Matthew Perry, and David Schwimmer. The plot evolved around six friends in their 20s and 30s who live in Manhattan, New York City. The series was produced by Bright Kaufman Crane Productions, who previously produced the HBO show Dream On. Did you know Schwimmer could have been an Olympian with a lisp? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard that somewhere. Where was it? I feel like recently. I don't remember hearing that. Hi, I'm David Crane. It was just another pilot for us, basically. We had a very short-lived series called Family Album that was canceled after six episodes. So we were scrambling in a panic, wondering if they would ever let us back on the air again. Marta Kaufman here. We really wanted to do an ensemble comedy. This one was close to our hearts because we had lived it. We had this pilot idea that we were shopping around, but at the time my job was a joke. I was broke, my life was basically DOA, and I really felt like I was stuck in second gear. (laughs) What a choice of words. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, sometimes life mirrors TV, or TV mirrors life, or mirrors, mirror, mirrors, I don't know. (laughs) Hello, I'm Kevin Bright. At first, the show was called Insomnia Cafe. Then we called it Six of One. Across the Hall was also an idea. I liked Friends Like Us, because who doesn't like Friends Like Us, and you and me, and... Wait a minute, we should have called the show Friends Like Us and you and me. Damn it! Missed opportunity. Oh well. Anyway, NBC said it was going to be called Friends. I told everyone not to worry about it. I'll be there for you. When the rain starts to pour, like I've been there before, because I knew they were there for me, too. Oh, my God. Stop it. Sorry. (laughs) We got our idea from thinking about the time when we had finished college and started living by ourselves in New York. In those days, the future was just a big question mark that loomed ahead of us. The team of Bright, Kaufman, and Crane was about to get James Burroughs to direct the pilot episode. This was huge as Burroughs had directed so many shows, including Cheers. Kaufman and Crane took three days to write the pilot script. NBC wanted a Gen X show, but Crane argued that this was not a series for one generation. NBC liked the script anyway and ordered the series. Next, we had to cast the show. We tried just filming an empty couch, but test audiences hated it. I don't know why. That sounds awesome. I loved it. Great idea. The couch needed to talk. A show about nothing. (laughs) Once it became apparent that the series was a favorite project at NBC, Warren Littlefield, the then president of NBC Entertainment, said that he was getting calls from every agent in town wanting their client to be a part of the series. Casting director Ellie Kanner said, Auditions for the lead roles took place in New York and Los Angeles. Those who received a callback read again in front of Crane, Kaufman, and Bright. For Phoebe, I immediately thought of Arnold Schwarzenegger because at the time, I had a big crush on Arnold Schwarzenegger. But I know that was not going to work. So I thought of Lisa Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow at the time was playing a waitress on the show Mad About You starring Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt. Paul Reiser was exceptional about letting Lisa Kudrow move to Friends. He loved what she was doing on Mad About You, but she wasn't a series regular character. 
someone came up with the notion that Phoebe and Ursula, her character on Mad About You, were sisters and she could pop up again on the show. Then we went to cast Rachel and Monica. I thought that Arnold Schwarzenegger could play both the parts when I was told that was a bad idea. So my next thoughts were Tia Leone and Ra- for Rachel and Janine Garofalo for Monica. Both actresses turned down the roles. So we called in Courtney Cox. I told you to call in Arnold Schwarzenegger again. Yeah, but you know what? He couldn't dance like Courtney Cox. And I'll tell you, she could dance in the dark. To the chopper! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, now we're talking. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded pornographic. Oh, hold on, hold on. (laughs) And we're there. Oh, my God. So we called in Courtney Cox to read for the role of Rachel. Cox was a rising star and Bruce Springsteen's favorite dance partner. Eh? Eh? See what I did there? (laughs) Cox wanted to read for Monica instead. Courtney here. I just wanted to chime in. I felt that I connected with Monica more. I was more of a mother hen, domestic diva, personality A type myself. Plus, I could not pull off the Rachel haircut. Little known fact for Monica, I also had Facts of Life star Nancy McKeon read. I love Nancy McKeon. She was tough, even in a prom dress. (laughs) Nancy was terrific in a role, but so was Courtney Cox, although they weren't Arnold. I remember saying to the producers, Honestly, we could go any way here. It's really, it really is who you think can go the distance. And then I was on my way. And then I watched Hercules and I thought about it some more. Ultimately, they saw something fresh in Courtney for the role and chose her. David Schwimmer here. Well, I, I was called out to audition and was kind of bitter because I had auditioned for these producers before and they didn't give me the job. I auditioned bitter and let them know I was bitter and they said I was the perfect Ross. Jennifer Aniston was cast next. Well, I finally gave up on having Arnold Schwarzenegger on the show. Do the chapa! Go! Call me! I be your friend! Oh. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> so I cast this woman who was on the Ferris Bueller show. You know, That's the, a real show. Is yes. that the real show? It is. We don't talk about it, though. Okay. They turned the movie into a TV show. And oh. it wasn't that good. Well, that's why I don't know anything about it. Was Arnold in it? No, I was not in it. I was filming Predator. Well, then that's why I have no clue what we're talking about. Anyways, the one that played the sister on that show was Jennifer Aniston, and she could play a character that was bitchy yet likable. Jennifer recalls of the addition. Mm, Yeah, yeah, uh uh-huh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The problem was she was tied to another series, so they took her in second position. When it was time to go into production and start shooting episodes, she was still under an option at CBS and no one had been successful about getting her released. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. God, you broke Mm -hmm. JL. What? Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was told that we had to replace her. There was too much risk, but I said, no, we're not doing that. Little known fact. We also took Matthew Perry in second position to a futurist series set at LAX, but we didn't think that was much of a threat. Oh, I'm sorry. I was <laughs> <laughs> I was still thinking of Arnold and nobody letting me have him, so I had to cast the next sexiest man, and that's when I went with Matt LeBlanc. Actually, Matt LeBlanc owned it as Joey. It was undeniable in the room. He was delightful. There was no nail biting on that one. How oh, no, doing? no, no, no. Except I bit my nails all the time, right down to the little nubbies, just because he was so sexy. 
the last to be cast was Chandler. The producers thought Chandler was going to be a quick, easy role to cast, but that wasn't the case. Greg, uh, Craig Bierko? Yeah. Sure. Craig Bierko was very much a contender for Chandler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people loved him for that role. I was not one of them. No, not at all. He was no Arnold or Matt LeBlanc. So cute. Matthew Perry actually coached Craig Bierko for their audition. It wasn't what Bierko wanted to do at the time. He went to Broadway after that. We played around with Chandler's sexuality a little, but not in a real way. We talked about it when we were casting, but once we cast Matthew, I don't think we ever considered making Chandler gay. But there's a Liza Minnelli joke in the pilot where Chandler's talking about a dream. The network and the producers were very happy with the choices they made, which is unusual. Next was to film the pilot, establishing all of the characters' personalities in a half hour and getting picked up by the network. The actors worked so well together that people thought they had known each other for a lifetime already. The pilot was released to lackluster response, even so far as being called a Seinfeld ripoff. True. Still is today being called a Seinfeld ripoff. But it quickly gained an audience of Gen Xers. It had a lot to do with the chemistry between the actors. Director James Burroughs quickly recognized that if the show was going to remain stable, he had to get his actors to bond even more. So he took them all on a road trip to Vegas. Free trip to Vegas? Hell yeah! After not casting me the first time, I was ready to spend their money. Not that I'm bitter. Besides... I'm a bit of a card shark, so if the show got canceled, I was going to have some money saved for the next time I audition and get and get hired either. Still not bitter. Gen Xers quickly made the show a hit. They especially liked that the 8 o'clock show was not afraid to address the issues that people were talking about in everyday life. People related to the show because the characters had the same problems they did. Like, how did Chandler and out-of-work Joey afford the department in Manhattan. Yeah, that's a certain question for everybody. I, think. <laughs> I remember Joey one time. He had a big role on Law and Order. He was the body. Yeah, don't don't. I remember that. And then they cut it out. <laughs> they cut out the body. Yeah, yeah he they wasn't in it the, out. He was really excited about it, and then he didn't make the. I'm still waiting for the oh, final thing. They didn't cut out the body. They cut oh. out the body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. <laughs> See, no, but It's they, law and order. They Not criminal the minds. <laughs> <laughs> they addressed how Monica's apartment was rent controlled because it was her grandmother's, but they never explained how Joey and Chandler could afford it. Because Chandler... Paid no, but for Chandler did not make that much. He talked what about do you know what, but, but, but what Chandler did. What kind of career? job did Chandler have? Do you know what he was? Nobody he had knows. a Chandler he was big a job. Financial analyst. It's a job that has a long, drawn-out title that has no meaning. Risks and something. Yeah, it, financial analyst. Something. Yeah. Long, drawn-out title. That no should meaning. have been in the pop quiz. That should have been question number five. What was Chandler's job title? I dropped out of Christopher. Friends. I dropped out of Friends second season. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. There was a lot that happened after that. I can't believe you quit having friends back then. Yes, I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> They're so expensive. Anyway, the first season dealt heavily with the love interest of Ross and Rachel. You However, each character yeah. over the course of the following seasons also had their stories. Kaufman and Crane hired a team of seven young writers for the show. You see, when you're 40, you can't do it anymore. We were looking for young people coming in and 
out of coming in out of college, and we felt that using six equal characters rather than emphasizing one or two would allow for a myriad of storylines that would give the show legs. The majority of the storyline ideas came from the writers, although the actors added ideas too. A little secret to share, we originally planned the big love story to be between Joey and Monica, but since the pilot featured the idea of a romantic interest between Ross and Rachel, we went with it. NBC requested that the show be changed to feature one dominant storyline and several several minor ones, but the writers refused, wanting to keep three storylines that were of equal importance. NBC also wanted an older character to balance out the young ones. Like Tom Selleck. I yeah. love the young ones. That was a great show. That was a good show. <laughs> well, we were forced to comply and wrote a draft of an early episode that featured Pat the Cop who would provide advice to the other characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, I remember that, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought the storyline was terrible. It was a joke and broke and DOA. Oh, my God, I asked you to stop that already. I don't know why you keep doing it. It's fun. You know, the kids' book, Pat the Bunny. We had Pat the Cop. NBC eventually gave up on that idea. Each summer, the producers would outline the storylines for the next season. The hardest episodes to write were always the first ones and the last ones of each season. The idea for a relationship between Joey and Rachel was decided on halfway through the eighth season. The creators did not want Ross and Rachel to get back together so soon, and while looking for a romantic impediment, a writer suggested Joey's romantic interest in Rachel. That was fine and dandy. However, we feared that it would make some of characters unlikable. And some of us were already struggling with our characters being unlikable. (laughs) I'm not naming names, but he has weird hair and likes dinosaurs and always came off bitter. The producers felt the whole series hung on Ross and Rachel and finding all the wonderful roadblocks for them to be with each other. Though Ross and Rachel quickly become a super couple, the creative decision to pair Rachel with Joey happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that input, Jennifer. It was for the greater good. It was inappropriate, and that's why we had to do it. I was concerned, and Matt LeBlanc was scared to death about it. We needed to walk into this ring of fire. Matt tiptoed into it, and it ultimately, everything worked out. Well, later we decided, since that was going to work out, to put Monica and Chandler together, which started out as, well, what if we have them hook up for a night? It was not planned that this was going to be their relationship for the rest of the series, but it was feeling really good, and we ran with it. Once we got Monica and Chandler together, the idea of Phoebe and Joey being together seemed too obvious, and at that point, we'd be done. So the order of operations was they had the idea for Joey and Monica, but Mm. then they cast them, and they saw he had a big brother vibe so they didn't want him to be with Monica so then they were like who's gonna be with Monica and they decided to do Chandler because Rachel then went with Ross yes that's exactly what we just read I I know I'm just (laughs) (laughs) it was a little hard Nicole you're finally caught up to the end of page five it was a little hard to follow because you sure yeah because it was actually a complete sentence no, because it said later we put Monica and Chandler together, which implies it was after. Mm-hmm. It's very every- complicated. So, there was a tree. 
I was trying to simplify it for the listeners just you in case they job. got lost. Like I did. did I got lost job. and I'm you reading along with it. I still um, don't know what's going on and I'm saying it. Okay. So we're okay. at the top That's of page what I just six. Did. Start with Nicole. Yes. The storyline was qu- quickly wrapped up until the season's finale. For the ninth season, the writers were unsure about the amount of storyline to give Rachel's baby as they wanted the show neither to revolve around a baby nor pretend there was none. A baby. Yeah. Yeah. Baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you again, Jennifer. You're mm-hmm. so insightful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In the business, we call this walking, deading it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you got to watch Walking Dead, and then you'll, you'll be laughing. Those people who watch Walking Dead and Friends, they're dying right now. <laughs> I guess there are none of those in this room. <laughs> Maybe JL had uh, started slowly laughing. Oh. <laughs> it took us a while to accept the idea of a tenth season. We didn't know if we had enough stories left to tell to justify the season, but we like money. Yeah, we love the money. So we did yeah, it. Yeah, we do. Because we want the money, baby. Show us the money. The episode title format quote the one dot 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 was created when the producers realized that the episode titles would not be featured in the opening credits and therefore would be unknown to most of the audience all of the episodes officially gambit the one except the title of the pilot episode and the series finale the last one the show went from no one wants to guest star on it to everyone wants to guest star on it and we put the love boat to shame with guests like Julia Roberts, George Clooney, Robin Williams, Charleston Heston, Sean Penn, Bruce Willis, and Brad Pitt. Don't you say his name! Never say his name! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, Jennifer. Anyway, it's it was the place everyone wanted to be. They all wanted some sort of that central perk goodness. We even got a call that Justin Timberlake wanted to do the show. Aww. We had a meeting with him, and he was lovely, and he had a sexy back. Aww. But we didn't have a good part for him. Aww. My kids were more Chris Kirkpatrick fans anyways. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. The show had a meteoric rise in the UK and was very popular. So an episode in London seemed like a great idea. Plus, they could get anyone they wanted on the show, like Richard Branson and Sarah Duchess of York. Yeah, remember that? When Joey ran into her and she helped him record a video to Chandler saying, sorry, you couldn't be here because Chandler was like, I don't want to spend the day with you looking like a tourist. What part of season two I dropped out did you forget? <laughs> <laughs> Reminiscing again for the fans. It's not all about you, Chris. (laughs) It's all about me. We had Ross with Emily, so that wedding storyline felt very organic. If we could go back in time, I don't think the show really needed the stunt casting of Sarah, Duchess of York, and Richard Branson. But you get caught up in things. Yeah. We did not want to do Friends Go to Russia, though. Nope. Or Friends Go to Hawaii. Or Friends Go to Mars. You get the idea. We're not going to jump the shark. We should have done an episode where the friends jumped the shark. Oh, that would have been cool. Why did you just think of that now? Because it would have been awesome and everything like that. You know, Happy Days did it. But, hey, the friends would have done it better. Six water skiers. Sunday, Monday. Happy Happy days. days. 
The light. Hey. Stop it. Hey. <laughs> Sit on this. Hey, sit on this. The London episodes were well received in the U.S. and are often cited as some of the best, the series' best episodes. However, when it aired in the United Kingdom, it was poorly received with criticism focused on the portrayal of Britain and the British. Even though the producers thought of Friends as only a TV show, numerous psychologists investigated the cultural impact of Friends, calling them Friends Trends. Such as Aniston's hairstyle was nicknamed the Rachel. Joey's catchphrase, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? That's not how you say it. No, no, no. Oh, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? No, no, no. no. You still say it too How puppy. you doing? <laughs> I feel like you should be sitting in front of a picket fence right now, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> how you, how you doing? doing? <laughs> Oakley Doakley. Christopher DeVos here. Hello, boys and girls. So, how you doing? How you doing today? How you doing today, children? Joey's catchphrase became a popular... Uh, a cat, a popular one, and even the fact that the characters use the emphasized word "so" to modify adjectives more often than any other intensifier. Don't forget the holiday armadillo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Thanks, mm-hmm. Jennifer. One sticking point in an otherwise mostly free scandalous TV show was the actors' salaries. In their original contract, the actors were paid $22,500 per episode, and then each different salaries in season two. Prior to negotiating for season three, the cast decided to negotiate collectively, despite Warner Brothers' preference for individual deals. The cast got paid $75,000 per episode in the third season, then $85,000 for season four. (laughs) By season five, they were raking in $100,000 per show per person. For season seven and eight, the six actors were awarded $750,000 per show. And finally, a whopping $1 million per episode for the final two years. Wait a minute. We're getting paid for episodes? Well, some of us are. Didn't you get your check? No. Have you checked your PayPal? No. Okay, we'll check your PayPal. Oh. But not right now. You don't have the PayPal. We pay you in highlight. I need a raise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm content. Nicole, you need to collectively bargain with me, okay? <laughs> Do I? Just like the friends. Yeah, just aren't we friends? Come so, on. So they paid at least six million for the actors per episode. Per episode, plus all the cast and crew. How much were they charging for commercials? My God. A lo- oh my gosh, That's a lot. Crazy. They could charge probably whatever they wanted. But just, just think though, this is what led to the high contracts that are going on in TV now, or those deals that they negotiated. Oh, That's do you? Crazy. I have a recommendation for everybody. If I can just sidetrack here sure. again, some if more. you want to hear more about this and how TV was changed during certain time periods, there are a couple of docu series on Netflix for the seventies, eighties, nineties, and two thousands. So each one is a different season, and it every. Every episode goes in depth about one thing about that decade. So if you were to go and watch 90s and then their TV episode, and it'll go through every single show that was in the 90s and how that specific one had a cultural impact, mm-hmm. changed the format. Like, it was really good. All of those are excellent series that I highly recommend on Netflix. Okay. This and episode is sponsored by Netflix. The official sponsor of Nicole. <laughs> no, Chris says that all the time. Come see Nicole, Netflix and Binge. 
All right, Schwimmer, take us. Take us there. I don't want to come into a work environment where someone is making more money than me. We were an ensemble cast, after all. This is all our show, and we should be treated the same. Anything else would make me bitter, and I'm not bitter, and you're not like me when I'm bitter. While other sitcoms seem to be able to get away with nearly anything, Friends hit a couple of roadblocks with standards and practices with subject matter that is considered fairly tame today. There were groups that decided that certain things should not be represented on television, like lesbian weddings and condoms. We weren't even allowed to show the condom. It had to be in the box. Lesbian weddings and condoms is the name of my rock and roll band. That was going to be my debut album. All right, Crane. Although the thing I remember getting the most mail about was when Rachel's father said something disparaging about chiropractors. We got a mountain of letters. I guess they're very defensive group and not all cracked up about the joke. Stop it. They couldn't align themselves to the premise. <laughs> Stop it. Well, they should have adjusted to it. <laughs> Stop it. Sorry. As the show's popularity soared, the cast became busier with outside projects. Producers also had to deal with real-life issues affecting the actors. At one point, they worked around six movie schedules, like when Matt LeBlanc had to fly off to England to shoot Lost in Space. Which he shouldn't have done. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> We also discovered there was a problem with Matthew Perry. I spoke to his manager and everyone acknowledged that there was definitely a problem with drugs. He said, yes, I have a problem. I need to go deal with this. And he was off to rehab. And we really no, respected him for no, that. No, no, <laughs> no. He, he went to rehab. Oh, he didn't yes, say yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he was gone. One minute he was there, the next he was in rehab. And everyone had to be flexible with the schedule just to accommodate him. The challenge was trying to keep him healthy. That's what everybody wanted. It certainly created some difficulties, but I think we were incredibly supportive. You know, I'll tell you, I tried to Google why there were so many like re- recap episodes and um, uh, flashback episodes of Friends. And I just typed that in like, why are there so many flashback episodes? Why are there so many? You mean like the episode that explains it that says the one with the flashbacks? There's that one, but there's the one where, where Rachel turns 30. There's like the one about Thanksgiving where they go to all the past Thanksgivings and stuff like that. So I was mm-hmm. like, why are there so many episodes? And it did seem like there was kind of a block of them. And I now the I'm realizing reading rehab. this, it's probably when Matt Matthew Perry was away for so long. They're like, how are we going to fill all this time that we can't produce episodes, but we need episodes to be... To be put out to air. See, I didn't know that because that didn't happen in season two. Yeah, no, it didn't happen. It was definitely later on, and I was, it was I was that season three. I was like, why am I? No, it was not season three. I think there it was were... the last episode of season two. Oh, <laughs> now it makes sense. <laughs> so, what seasons? What was that? Like season five? I feel like it was around seven, eight, nine, which I, as far as anything that I've read before, that's he... why six is afraid of seven. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. You're welcome. There. Baby oh, shark. Do, 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 do. Baby Don't shark. Do, 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 do. Nicole it, shark. Do, 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 do. I remember seeing a bunch of those episodes because I was binge watching it. And sometimes when you're watching so many in a row, you're like, I just saw a flashback episode like two two episodes ago. So yeah. when you're watching it on TV, people might not notice as much, but right. when you're watching them in succession, one after the other, it's very easy to pick up that there was a pattern going on in. You mean like every episode was the same? No. 
You sure? <laughs> Crane here. There's Thanks. almost nothing you could throw at us. When Lisa Kudrow became pregnant, we wrote it in. You have choices for the show. Ignore it, embrace it, or kill off the character. We thought killing a pregnant lady would be bad for ratings. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't kill her off. But, you know, <laughs> I could be. Blame Nicole. I, I could be. I could be still bitter at you, but you didn't hire me before, so I could be still bitter for it, but I'm not going to let you know, because I'm not a bitter person. <laughs> well, we thought that could be fun, and it opened up a great storyline. You see, Phoebe is a strong comic character, so it became important for us to create storylines with substance and huge emotional stakes. The minute the surrogate idea was floated, we all got excited about it and went with it. In the series finale, the last one, Ross confesses his love for Rachel, Monica and Chandler move to the suburbs with their adopted twins, and the gang heads to Central Park for one last cup of joe. I'm really proud that we were able to sustain the Ross and Rachel relationship over 10 years. In the pilot, he asked her, Can I ask you out sometime? Hmm. Yeah, 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 uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes them a year and a half before they finally go out. One of the most challenging things was to keep you invested in this relationship over the course of 10 years. It was so long that in the finale, we could pay it off once and for all. Yeah. We always knew that we basically had to end it with them leaving Monica's apartment. Don't forget Chandler's apartment. It he wasn't more, always I don't his. know how they afforded it. We've been talking about this. But <laughs> yeah. he had one too. Yeah. I think Monica's was the most important apartment. I sold the baby. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't, Jennifer. No, yeah, I think so. No, yeah. no, Jennifer, yeah. you didn't. Mm-hmm. No. My nipples are hard. <laughs> All 10 seasons of Friends ranked within the top 10 of season ratings, reaching number one in its eighth season. The series finale aired on May 6, 2004, as we watched by around 52.5 million American viewers, making it the fifth most watched series finale in television history. In syndication, it has earned over $1 billion. So, could there be a Friends reunion in the works? I have tried unsuccessfully to bring all six of us together for a reunion dinner party at her home, at my home. So the closest you will get is on the Jimmy Kimmel show where he managed to get Anastasia Kudrow and myself reprising our characters in a short sketch. That may be the closest thing we'll ever get to a friend's reunion. And that's only because I'm a little bitter and I'm not going to do the reunion for a while. There was another Friends reunion tiny little thing where it was Jennifer Aniston, Matthew Perry, and Courtney Cox. That was on a show. I, th- I can't remember which one it was. Behind well, the music. Well, there you go. No. Behind the music. <laughs> <laughs> From WeirdAl.com. There might have been, but that's the only one that I, I found. There there was. It was. I, I just, I'll have to look at it later. They don't want to do one. I know. They don't want to redo the show. Plus, poor Matthew Perry's looking terrible these days, unfortunately. I've seen Lisa Kudrow on a couple of things. Yeah, she's Courtney still Cox, working. Courtney Cox just did uh, Shameless. Isn't um, Matthew Perry still doing a show? Isn't he doing The Odd Couple still, or do they cancel that? No, he said, I haven't he's heard about it in canceled. a while. He did the one Odd Couple where wasn't too bad, though, I heard. He did a show where they basically did like a Saturday Night Live show. And it was behind the scenes, and he was like a producer or writer or something. And it was really good. I can't remember the name of it. Like something on the Sunset Strip or something. 
Mm. Matthew Perry but that hasn't got been ca- in that much got canceled. either. Lisa, Lisa Kudrow's had a couple different shows. She's had a couple of shows. She's been in, in a couple of other things. She was in uh, The Girl on the Train. She was in Easy A. I mean, those aren't big, but. She was in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She was? Mm-hmm. There you go. There's that. Yep. So she's still Jennifer Aniston just did Dumplin'. I still haven't watched that. I haven't either, but I like to say Dumplin'. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard great things about it, but it just seems like a Southern movie. It and goes I just with my sweet tea. Handle it. She have really big hair, drinking my sweet tea and watching Dumplin'. Yes. <laughs> and she showed her butt in a movie with the guy from Swingers. I can't remember his name at the moment. Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn, that's it. Was it? Oh, what was it? The The backup plan? The breakups? I don't the know. Breakup. I think it was the breakup. The breakup, breakup. Was, was Vince Vaughn. Backup plan was... Not Jennifer Aniston. That was Adam Sandler. No, the one with Adam Sandler was something else. Well, speaking of she was random with Ben Stiller facts, in Along Came Polly. Speaking of random facts, random facts. Let's do fishbowl facts. Fishbowl facts. Those are random facts pulled out of a fishbowl, aren't they? They are. Cool. Fishbowl facts. Little extra bonus things that we maybe didn't talk about or have already sidetracked talked about. Yes, and since <laughs> it's your topic, you're starting us off. All right, sounds good. Phoebe was originally pitched as a goth girl, which promoted Janine Garofalo. Oh, cool. Phoebe was originally pitched as a goth girl, which prompted Janine Garofalo to turn down the role. Just, yeah, whatever they said. Fishbowl facts. No one was a real fan of the theme song. According to Jennifer Aniston, we felt it was a little, I don't know, dancing in a pond? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A fountain felt sort of odd. She says the only reason they did it was because they were told to. You know, I also heard that they're like they filmed that whole thing and they were playing the song I'll be there for you and there are a couple of episodes where they actually use shots where you can see one of the characters mouthing the words I'll be there for you like while they're dancing as a fan fishbowl facts as a fan of 80s alternative music the Rembrandts were on their way to being like big in the scene and then they made this one song well they had like a great album before then and then that theme song came out and then they disappeared. Mm-hmm. It's like they took the money and ran. Wouldn't you? Also, Jennifer Aniston was never in a movie called The Backup Plan. Uh, it was a song. Who with was Vince in Vaughn. The Backup Plan? I don't know, but I'm looking I'm up gonna, Jennifer Aniston no, right now, and she is not yeah. in it. It was oh. definitely Vince Vaughn and her because I think Jennifer were, Aniston's best thing she ever did was Horrible Bosses. They were Horrible dating Bosses at the time. Was good. Along came Polly wasn't terrible. Yeah. I like Office Space. Yeah, <laughs> Office Space is yes. great. Well, of course, that's my stapler. My steepler, my steepler. They move into the basement. The actor who played Ugly Naked Guy wasn't revealed into until 2016, and it was John Haugen. Hagen? Sure. Maybe? The names of all six friends were inspired by characters from All My Children. Chandler is for the Chandler family. Rachel's last name, Green, is for Janet Green. Ross is for Ross Chandler. Monica is for Monique. Joey is for Joseph. Joey Martin. And Phoebe is for Phoebe Tyler Wallingford. Thank you for a long fishbowl fact. (laughs) (laughs) You picked it. You see, sometimes they're fooling, and like the bigger the paper, is it necessarily. 
the bigger the fat. <laughs> I found that out today. <laughs> oh, it's, no, it's going that way. Oh, it's going back to me. Yeah, it's sure. back to you. That's right. We're going in the reverse order today. Yes, we're switching it up. Friends was supposed to just have four friends. Phoebe and Chandler were originally written as supporting roles. That I've heard plenty of times mm. before. Because then that makes sense. Rachel and Ross and Monica and Joey. The other two know. can just... I think after As the, Rachel says, you just lift right out. As the second season, <laughs> they decided to change it all around. The opening was shot at Warner Brothers Studios in California. Do not go looking for the fountain anywhere in New York. Do you know where that fountain is also featured? Chicago. The movie Hocus Pocus. In the Jennifer Aniston Vince Vaughn movie where she shows her butt? No, in the movie Hocus Pocus. Oh. Never seen it. Liar. I've never seen it either. Liar. No, he's no, not I'm lying. Not. Why would you not see Hocus Pocus? I have it on DVD. I'll lend it to you. Because it's overrated. It is. It is just nineties. It's overrated. Kids Halloween movie. Because I think it's got like it a thirty-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And no, it's the one time doesn't. Rotten Tomatoes got something right. Oh, <laughs> well, did you know that Lisa Kudrow hated the guitar at first? In fact, she suggested that Phoebe play the bongos instead. I think that would have been amazing. Bongos, not the banjos. <laughs> where it's bongos. Okay, got it. Just making sure. Mm, not Even the bongos. The same according to you. They look so similar when you're reading. Fast. Could you imagine Smelly Cat on the bongos? Smelly cat, smelly cat, smelly cat. Smelly cat. <laughs> what are they feeding you? Bruce Willis guest starred on the show after losing a bet with Matthew Perry. Yes, his daughter was the lion on. The Don't singer. even bring up that stupid show. It's not I'm stupid. I'm so mad that you got me hooked on it. What show? The, the Masked Mask Singer. Joey oh. Fatone! Uh, yeah, he was the well, rabbit. Spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it by now, by the time this episode airs, it's already been the season finale. I already it, found so. out about Joey Fatone. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, but this episode airs Thursday. Right after the season finale okay. of The um, Mask Singer. And Joey Fatone's already been on mask, so it doesn't matter. And so, yes. Still, spoiler alert. Yeah, you should already know this, though. I said it was Joey from the first day I heard him sing. All right, well, we put it out there on social media to find out your thoughts on Friends. Uh, on Twitter, <laughs> what? The Mask Singer. <laughs> Let's talk about that. No, we're not talking about the Mask Singer. You do know it's all lip syncing, right? No, it's not. Yeah, they're not really singing it. So they're all Ashley Simpson? Simpson? Huh. Oh, Ashley, Ashley Simpson. Simpson. They all yeah. are all Ashley. They're not singing that clearly through that mask. I'm telling you right now. But they still sing it, whether they limp, lip, limp, oh, I'm sure they limp sing it. it, but. They could have the headpiece on inside. Yeah. No, they don't because when they take it off, they don't have If it wasn't the for reverb. Ken Jeong, that show would be nowhere. Anyway, on Twitter. Oh, take you there, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, what's your favorite, um, which is a podcast, says, love it. Currently watching them all in order with my girlfriend. Not sure about favorite episode, but Ross is my favorite character easily. Oh, so oh look, funny. you don't have to be bitter. I hate Ross. Uh, a little bitter with you right now, Nicole. That's okay. I can handle that. Most people. Are you sure you can handle this? Hate I Ross. I'm finding that. Hate out. I Ross. don't hate Ross. I never hated Ross. He was just. Uh, I, Stupid. Can, I can't. I he can't. had a no monkey. matter what I say, he's gonna say something about it. He had a it. monkey in the first season, and they no, it over Marcel. Marcel. Everybody love Marcel. And he let it go to a construction worker or somebody. My favorite Ross moment was when Phoebe was trying to convince him that, like, maybe. 
dinosaurs weren't real or anything like that. And she just had her belief in something. And she's like, if you if you don't like truly believe in something like is it doesn't doesn't is that real or she and he's like, well, I mean, maybe there's a chance that it's not real. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you just threw away your entire life because of something I said. What about my leather pants? You love my leather pants. Oh my that God. was a really funny moment. You know, you know she totally you are him. My favorite Ross moment was after second season when I just started watching <laughs> Must See TV starting at 830. Okay. My favorite Ross moment was when he voiced that giraffe in Madagascar. Yes. (laughs) That wasn't Ross. That was Ross. The the giraffe in Madagascar most definitely is Ross. Isn't that what's his face, comedian? No. The giraffe. What? No, he's a woolly mammoth. That's, that's Ice, Ice Age. Oh, that's different. Oh, that's movies. a different one. Okay. Yes. No. We're right. talking about a. I got my movies. Okay. I'm I'm caught up. You're right. But my you you didn't even bring up my most favoritest line ever from Friends. My snorkel is a snorkel. No, that's Weird Al last week. But this week it would be pivot, pivot, pivot. All the times you have moved with me, you know that is all I scream whenever we move anything. <laughs> It doesn't matter what it is. I bring in the groceries and I have to pivot. Okay, Laura. <laughs> Guess what? Spoiler alert. So moving on to... Uh, also from Twitter, uh, Nick from the Tennis Podcast says, Well, I can appreciate that it's a good show. For me personally, it'll always be just a poor man Seinfeld. Bam! Which is often a criticism of the show. Yeah. Because it is. I get that. I mean... I don't. I, I didn't like Seinfeld, but I like. They're friends. just. They're just That's different. It's is it because same, I'm poor? Here's the thing. They're, <laughs> yes. they're okay. The same, it's a similar show, but it's a different format. And the fact that Seinfeld is about these four super narcissistic friends that are just like screwing over everybody they can to get further in life. That's one show. And then there's friends where they actually have their interpersonal relationships with one another that are more in-depth and complex than Seinfeld's relationships ever were. And uh, friends, I don't feel like the characters were bad like they were in Seinfeld. So the the structural and the cinematic format of the two are different. Why? What? I'm no sorry, am I you. talking too much? <laughs> no, no yes. for you. Laura put her hoodie on like she's suddenly a ninja. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, from Facebook, Larissa says, pivot. Pivot. So we were going to talk about that, but you jumped the gun. Well, listen, I just, it should have been talked about. You can never hesitate when pivoting. No. Chris Birkenbein from Dash of Science says, friends has always been too far out there for me. I don't think I've ever liked that many people at once before in my life. When is acquaintances or people I wave to when driving down the street come out? Where's my show? I don't. I have to agree. Six friends are way too many. That says a lot of people. I don't think I have six friends. You have six friends. There's Gary and... (laughs) Gary's wife. (laughs) And what about Gary's kid? Gary's kid. I don't count that person. There's Chris. There's me. Are you guys really friends? I was going to say O'Connor, not you, Chris. (laughs) I think we're just going to end with O'Connor and that's it. (laughs) Shelly says, still my favorite sitcom ever. Yay. It's the only sitcom she's ever watched. Yes, she doesn't own a TV. (laughs) Anna says, love it. It's my favorite. I think one of my favorite episodes is the one with the... Ungi? Unagi. 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 Or the one where Ross went to the tanning salon and got sprayed only on the front part. That was amazing. He was like a 12 and his back was a zero. And I was bitter? 
I was very <laughs> bitter. Mm, uh-huh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So true. he goes for a tan and he comes back and Chandler said, what happened? He said, I went to that place your wife told me to go to. And he said, was that place the sun? <laughs> that must not have been in season two. It was can I season can two. I spoil there was again? Nothing in season one and two. Um, my favorite Joey else. and Chandler moment. Wait a minute. Uh, let me read ahead. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so my my favorite Joey and Chandler moment is when they were getting ready to go to. I think it was Ross's. He was receiving an award or something, but nobody was getting ready and him and Rachel were fighting and then everybody started fighting with one another. And Joey comes in the apartment because I don't know what like I don't remember what triggered it, but he comes in the apartment wearing all of Chandler's clothes and he goes, look, I'm Chandler. Could I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> one of my favorite moments. I have a question. Speaking yes. of that. Do do you the, did they ever show Ross's apartment ever? Yeah, because he's the one that made money. They yes. didn't show his apartment. I yeah, much, there was a couple of times much before he moved into the ugly man's apartment. Yeah, and I think that's when you started seeing Ross's apartment because it became there were a few times where him being able to see into Monica and Chandler's apartment and vice versa became story. I didn't know he moved into the ugly naked he man's apartment. He did move into the ugly make, naked man's apartment because they were watching him and saw that he died. Mm. So then they're like, oh, the apartment's available. Okay. Yeah. Paula says, too many are my favorite. My favorite line of all time, though, is my sister's having my baby. <laughs> Still is my favorite comedy right up there with Big Bang Theory. If we could mush Joey's looks, Chandler's silliness, and the way Ross looks at Rachel... We'll have the closest to a perfect man. Aww. Hi, my name's JL. <laughs> <laughs> JL, they said Joey's looks. How you doing? No, no, not his personality, his looks. I have that. Huh. All right, we got some phone calls, <laughs> sure. too. All right, here's the first one. Two out of three. Hey there, this is Toe from the Gravity Beard. Hey, JL. Hey, Laura. Hey, Nicole. Love the show. You guys are doing a great job. Uh, regarding friends... I don't have too much to say about it. That show debuted when I was in college, and back then we did things like gather together on Thursday nights at someone's apartment and, and have watching parties. Yeah, we did stuff like that. Uh, I, I guess, well, I mean, it was a good show. I haven't watched it in several years. I think it was funny, and it was a really good example of an ensemble comedy. Although I do think that David Schwimmer is one of the most annoying actors I've ever seen. I've never enjoyed him in anything. I thought he was super whiny and terrible in Friends. And then when he played uh, whatever that role was in the in the, uh, in the the O.J. Simpson movie that came out a few years ago, he was terrible in that. So I'm definitely not a David Schwimmer fan. And I kind of got um, I kind of I, I kind of got worn out on Joey. I thought that was kind of annoying after a while. But overall, it was a funny show. It's fine. Uh, you know, um Marta, Marta Kaufman and whoever else was behind that show. I think they did a good job. Uh, but besides that, I just wanted to uh, say one other thing that's unrelated to friends. I just wanted to thank Bruder for listening to the Gravity Beer podcast. Really appreciate it. All right, man. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Bye. How does he feel about David Schwimmer when he stole the beer from the convenience store? <laughs> <laughs> what? When David you dropped Schwimmer. your Yeti. <laughs> Bubba. When David stole the beer from the convenience store, how does he feel about that? That was funny. Is that something that happened in real life? Did you not see that meme? 
It no. was. It, oh yes, 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 yes. I know. But it was. It was a. It wasn't really David Schwimmer, but no. it was he a guy that looked exactly like, like him. Okay. And then he like. And then David. Them. Yeah. And then and then David Schwimmer trolled the whole thing. Also, well, I David, said you could ask Tof, but that was a recording. I know. He said hi to me. And I said hi back. Okay. <laughs> also, David Schwimmer in the HBO movie Breast Men was really good. He played a douchebag. Was he bitter? And he was bitter. Okay. And I don't think he was really acting. Did you see the Paul Bearer? That's a David Schwimmer movie. I thought that was the manager of The Undertaker. No, it's also a movie. This is like his first movie he did after Friends, I think. Oh, no. Not sure. Oh, Gordon Paltrow was in that. I don't know. I never saw it. <laughs> I didn't either, but I think I know what you're talking about. Yes, I thought we could discuss it in great details. He we just did. Never saw <laughs> it. All right, here's the next caller. As soon as I reboot my phone. Bitter. Hey, this is Bruder. I actually don't have any friends but i like gravity beard i don't really care for your show well thank you bruder i just i'm i'm sorry that chris from gravity beard made a shout out to to him to bruder on our show Bruder's never going to hear it because he doesn't listen to our show. He just sees what the topics are that we're talking about and calls in yeah. and says that, but he doesn't listen. So he's never going to hear the appreciation from his idol. Well, maybe we can try to contact Bruder some way, somehow, and <laughs> maybe he secretly listens to the show. I don't know. That would be nice. Bruder, I hope you listen to the show. I think you would really like our show if you actually listen to it. I think we do a good job. I do too. Bruder, I don't have any friends either. And I hope someday I can grow up to brood like you. <laughs> we discussed this. You have Gary and Gary's, O'Connor. Gary's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't count them. But They're acquaintances. Who needs friends when you can stock a beer cooler so well oh, every I know. week? So let's talk about the beer. What is it again? Sierra Nevada's Spring Seasonal Brute IPA. All right, Laura, why don't you start us off? Uh, what's the rating system? Are you asking me? Yes. It's one through six. How many you can drink out of a six pack? Okay. Very I good. love that system. It's the greatest system ever. Best. Hey, Chris, what's the label? The label, um, pretty plain. I'm giving it a two. No, a one. Basic. It's got words on it. That's it. Nothing I fancy. think it serves its purpose for what they're trying for. Yeah, it's fine. Bone dry. Well, I hate IPAs. <gasps> if you don't know that. We know. I just found this out. No, you didn't, Jail. You've known that forever. That's why I bring IPAs. But I would give this one a three. Yes. That's pretty good. Probably my highest rating ever for an IPA. And normally normally they're, they're zeros. <laughs> like, why, why do you give this one a three? Um, I always, if anything's really super dry, I always tend to like it the best. Like I, I like dry everything, like your sense of humor. But yeah, no, I think it's, it, it's very drinkable in my opinion. I've seen you drink a glass of sand before. It's true. It's dry. I miss that. Well, I'm going to piggyback off of you because I also hate IPAs, but I'm giving this one a six. Really? Yes. This is good. I really like it. One of the things I complain about uh, for a lot of beers is the finish. This, it's got an abrupt finish. It's dry, just like it says. Um, I could drink this all day. This is, 
is not as good as the 75-minute IPA. It's missing that maple syrup. It is missing the maple syrup. If I put maple syrup in there, this would be a seven. <laughs> You'd have to buy a second six-pack. Yes, but I'm going to give it a six. Very good. It's Nicole? Really good. Me? I also will give it a six. I thoroughly enjoyed this. I don't think... I, w- I, I almost wish it could be a little hoppier, but no. it had a nice crisp finish where there was no lingering aftertaste that was too much it was just nice smooth flavor the entire time um the taste itself was very palatable and i just very much enjoyed this so i also give it a six nice all right brewmaster i miss the hops no it could use more hops i like hoppy beers that's just me but i like ipas so but with that being said it's very smooth and i would probably drink six of them easy Mm-hmm. So I would have to give it a six. Giving it a six, even though you're complaining about the hops? I am, but I get why the hops are missing. Because if the hops were in there, it wouldn't be as dry. Or You'd have that yeah. finish that I hate. Yes. Yeah, that's why I don't like it. So for the style and how they're going for, I love it. It's got a little, it does have that champagne aftertaste to it too, mm-hmm. which is very, it's unique. Six. All right. Good job. Good job, Sierra Nevada. Yes. Their Brute IPA. So before we get into where you can find us, today's show is sponsored by Seat Giant. What is Seat Giant, you may ask? It's not seats that you would sell to your giant friends or giant seats that you would sell to anyone, no matter what their height is, which would be weird, but maybe you own a roadside attraction? I don't know. I would love to own a roadside attraction. Wouldn't we all? Seat Giant is actually your new place to get great deals on tickets to concerts, sports ball, theater, and family events. Great seats can be yours to hockey, baseball, and MMA fights, or Book of Mormon, Hamilton, Chelsea Handler shows, or how about BTS, Pink, Rolling Stones, Ariana Grande, concert tickets. Seat Giant has amazing prices, a huge selection, and great customer service. Visit SeatGiant.com or SeatGiant.ca for Canadian pricing, and use the code PODCAST42, one word, at checkout to save even more on already great deals. Yay, Seat Giant. Yay. So Go see shows. I, re- I really do kind of wish that they, instead of selling tickets, they did sell gigantic seats. I mean, maybe for every two concert tickets, you could get one giant seat. So that way you have to buy two to get a giant seat. Yeah. Then you buy two more, and then each of you has a giant seat. And it's got to be that you know, giant. These are the ideas they need. This has got to be that giant seat that you see at the beach. Oh, like the like the wooden giant seat, and then you take what are your those pictures. Called? Ardoc, Ardoc, Ardoc. I don't know I don't what they're know. called. They're giant beach chairs, is what I call them. Okay, that works. So we usually post on our Facebook group, the official Podcast Forty Two Show Facebook page. Um, if you would like to join that, just find us on Facebook, request to join, and we'll accept you. We'd just like to know how you heard about us. If you go onto that page, mostly every week we're going to post what our next recording topic is going to be. And when we do so, we'd love to hear your feedback and your input. So you can call our phone number, 813-708-9717, and leave us a voicemail or a comment about the topic that we're going to be talking about on our next recording. You can also email us with any topics. Our email address is podcast42show at gmail.com. 
you can join our Patreon page, pay us a teeny tiny little bit of money, which we appreciate because we buy a lot of beer. And that'll give you exclusive access to all of our past recordings, uh, fully written out script documents. So you can see all of our information that we've gathered in written form, as well as some exclusive sound checks and past episodes that are no longer available for downloading. Speaking of downloading, you can find us at Spotify, Apple Music, Spreaker, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And we are proudly and happily a part of the Podfix Podcast Network. Yay, Podfix. Yay, which is where Gravity Beard is from and all of the other shows that we have mentioned tonight. Yes, Dash of Science, Gravity Beard, to uh, Girls on a Bench, I Shake My Head, Mm -hmm. a whole bunch more gooder than. Yes. In Sessions Film, Into the Portal. We're very happy to be part JL of this community. JL shakes his head. <laughs> no, that's just what he's doing for some reason. I thought you told me to shake my head. That's because JL's happy with his IPA choice, and he's down about seven highlights, which is the official beer of the podcast 42. Yes. Totally true. Cool. All right. Well, Friends is in the can. Um, you mentioned that we do take <laughs> suggestions and uh, Weird Al was a suggestion. Yes, we recorded that last week. It's already been published if you want to go listen to it on any of those podcast nope. networks. And Devo has been suggested. That'll be coming up in a future episode mm-hmm. as well as Conan O'Brien has been suggested, which we'll be doing in a future episode. So we do take your suggestions to heart. All right. I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Nicole Fassone. I'm JL Tros. I'm Laura. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye. Stay fresh, cheese bags. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Same as last week. Oh. We explained this to you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I just, it'll take me a while to remember that's what it actually (laughs) Like two episodes, the past two episodes before that. (laughs) Wonderful. I love it. Stay fresh, cheese bags. All celebrity voices have been impersonated poorly. All conversations may or may not be 100% accurate as well. We have attempted to provide you with the facts as best to our knowledge with the help of a case of fear, some old man that tells stories down by the river, Wikipedia, and old homemade YouTube documentaries. Do not use anything you heard in this show to write a book report with. You will get a bad grade. A really 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 bad grade. Just like all of our hosts did when they were in school. Music was provided by Kramo. You can find more of his tunes at Kramo.com. This has been a Podcast 42 production.
Ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Perry. Hello, everyone. I wish I could be there tonight celebrating the incredible career of Jimmy Burroughs with you, but I'm in London doing my play, The End of Longing. And now, please welcome to the stage my friends who just happen to be the cast of Friends, Courtney Cox, David Schwimmer, Lisa Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc, and Jennifer Aniston. I just want to speak on behalf of America and say we all love seeing you together. And it's very cool seeing you together. We would do anything for, for Jim Burroughs because he really gave us the opportunity of a, of a lifetime and probably the best 10 years of our um, acting careers that we will for, for, forever remember. And we experienced friendship, yeah. family, heartbreaks, babies, everything together. And yeah. we also sort of had a wonderful uh, experience with the world loving us as well. They, they connected with us. Yeah, right in the right in the right in the very beginning, he really encouraged us all to sort of get along and get to know one another and be kind to one another and support one another and watch one another and help one another. And play poker. And play you play poker. He gave a lot us his room. He gave us his dressing room because it was big and it should have been. That's you know, fine. But and they wrote an episode about it actually. Cincinnati, no blinds, everybody in. Yes! Or no. <laughs> All right. Your money's mine, Green. Your fly is open, Geller. <laughs> We all who are fans of the show, we love that you all are friends in real life. Talk to me about the bond that you all have as a result of the show. Well, I have to say, at the beginning, it was not a hard thing. We really just wanted to hang out with each other. We, it was not a, we have to do this. Ugh. We really just fell in love and adored each other instantly and would yeah. hang out at each other's houses and, you know, watch the show together. And we did at the beginning. We watched. You did. You watched yeah. together. Yeah. At the beginning. Yeah, the first year. Yeah, we would all sort of, like, watch each other's, like, scenes that, like, scenes you weren't in, you would watch and kind of, like, sit and kind of go, Trying to think of ideas for one another. Go, what if you tried yeah, it this real way? Well, like, everybody was real supportive of one another. You gave each other notes? Yeah. Huh? yeah. Oh, no, so, or suggestions. Not right. like, hey, yeah, we asked for right. But that right. was also because Courtney started off saying, um, listen, y'all, I was on Seinfeld, and they all help each other. So just let's help each other. You, you talk about being encouraged to bond. I have to ask you about a rumor that went around. Did you all sign contracts saying that you wouldn't sleep with each other? Hold that thought. We're going to be right back after this. We are back with the cast of Friends. So, guys, 
Is it true? Did you all sign contracts saying that you wouldn't sleep with each other? There's so many well, rumors that was about broken. the show. I, I was not asked to sign anything like that. You were not asked to sign anything. Who had the best chemistry of the group? I mean, you all had such great chemistry. I think there... we all had the best yes. chemistry together, yes. except for the three girls. We had lunch together every single day. Oh, the three guys ate together, too. Yeah. Yeah. You did? And we ate the same food. What? For, at, at Jennifer's salad. Oh, it's not Jennifer. Well, it was like a, what was it? A, I tossed the same it. thing. No, no, but she has a way with, the, uh, with it. Did you all audition for the roles that you wound up? Getting? I was called, asked to play uh, audition Joey. for Monica, yes, and or her, uh, Rachel. And I think we both just thought the other was better for the other part. But I auditioned, I had to come in and audition for Jimmy. And I just, like, did you? I, me I remember meeting with Jimmy before. That's yeah. not auditioning. <laughs> did you? Me? You had to audition for Jimmy? I auditioned. But... Not audition, but I did. So thank you. <laughs> Matt, do you have a favorite Joey moment from the show? I, I have. A, I remember the episode where the boys went to a Ranger game, and Ross was hit in the face with the puck. <laughs> and we're sitting in the emergency room, and Joey, of course, has the puck because he, he somehow got it, and Schwimmer's got the bandage on his face, and Jimmy goes, "Hey, LeBlanc," and I look up, and he goes. And, I, and it was, it's just that little sort of seed that he gives you. And that's the thing about him. He doesn't say a lot. He just kind of knows, he gives you credit for being an artist. And he, and I kind of went, oh, okay. So it became this, and, I, and then I look at David, and he's pissed off. <laughs> and that was the downbeat for the scene. And it was, and it was great, but it was, it was his idea. Thanks, Jimmy. I forgot about that episode. Yeah. It was great. So let me tell you a little more about it. <laughs> um, Courtney, do you have a favorite episode? One of my favorites was the blackout episode. I love that. I love the cat on your back. <laughs> Jimmy said... Just keep going with the cat on my back. He just, just said, keep doing it. Keep doing it until I, I yell, cut. And he, ne and and he just never did. He just never time. did. Jennifer, the episode where Rachel gets drunk and marries Ross. Yes. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> One of your favorites? <laughs> this is it. We're going to get married. Are you sure you want to do this? actually a very fun episode but i always loved the, the flashbacks i always loved when we would have things like flashback to fat monica and rachel pre-nose job and ross with his afro <laughs> oh dad turn it off it is off dad it is not what's with the red light the off light right ross Was it ever explained how you afforded the apartment? I know this is something that's... Inherited. 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 Yeah. Oh, well, thank God. How did I miss Red that? Red control. Hello. 
Come rent on. control. Right. Rent oh, control. Mother, sorry. David, you, you went on to direct a few episodes of Friends. Did you ask him for advice? Who, Jimmy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look, I mean, I, 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 asked him if, I asked him if I could watch him and follow him, and he graciously took me under his wings, and I tried to try to you watch him, him, it's amazing to watch, because you just learn so much. But he also, by the way, I mean, we all knew who James Burroughs was. And really, I felt like we were a brand new show. And, you know, there had been Taxi and Cheers. And he went around and told us, like, you were Mary from Mary Tyler Moore. You're the hub. You're Reverend Jim. Like, I'm, okay, great. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's right. She's right. I remember him saying to me, he goes, you're Danza. I was like, oh, okay. He said you're Danza. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Tell me what Jim Burroughs' legacy as a sitcom director is. I mean, look at the room. Look at the room. Here's his legacy. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's nothing that I don't think anyone in this room wouldn't do for him, you know? And I think he taught us everything that we, we know about comedy, timing, support, collaboration, you know. It's all right. We thank you. He's our papa. Thank you all so thank much. You. Really appreciate it. Coming up, Sean Hayes and Jason Bateman with a very special tribute to James Burroughs.